Welcome back to The Food Code. On today's episode, we are talking about ingredients that are banned in other countries but are allowed in the United States. So you may assume that whatever happens to be in the food that you're buying at the grocery store is safe to eat. But as it turns out, when we take a closer look at some of the ingredients in our grocery stores, there's some unpleasant surprises. There are several ingredients that are currently used in commercial foods in the United States, that have been banned in other countries for various reasons. And that's what we're talking about today. Now, guys, I want to give a disclaimer here. We are not here to shame anybody or fear monger. We are simply here to give you the knowledge and the education so that you can make informed decisions. We know that a lot of the products that we talk about today are involved in our daily life or weekly uh, routine, perhaps. And so we just want to equip you with this knowledge so that you can start to read the labels. You can start to really look at what you are putting into your body and what is in the foods that you are consuming. There's a lot of alternative things out there. There are, of course, things that are going to remain a part of your routine. We can't completely avoid these things, but we just want you to be able to use this knowledge to maybe consider reducing some of the exposure that you're having to these ingredients. Again, the devil is in the dose. And so that's what we're talking about today. So let's get right into it. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. There's a gnat right by my microphone. Fucking A. It's going to drive me crazy. Why don't you just kill it? Well, I don't know. I, I like can't really see where it went. It's fine. We'll be okay. It's not a fly. I really struggle with flies. Like, I cannot focus on what I'm doing if there's a fly in my office until I kill it. Really? Yes. That's how art is. I just hate spiders. Mm-hmm. That too. I got this best $12 I've spent on Amazon in a long time. This stick, because we have such high ceilings that you um, like extend. And so my neighbor, Trish, she got the same one. And I was like, this is so gratifying because I can reach all the places and the things that I've been seeing, you know, to get the spider web. So Marcus is so cute. He's like, mommy, we get spider webs, more spiders, more spider webs. Like we're killing them all because spiders live outside. (laughs) And then there was one that I saw, um, in our bedroom the other day and I was like, ah, Marcus. And I was like, go get the shoe. I have to watch it. Cause it was Brown and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, going uh, like fading in with the floor. So he's like, okay. I'm like over there, get daddy a shoe. <laughs> so I'm like standing there, like guarding the spider waiting for it. And he's like, okay, mommy, kill it. Huh? I'm like, yes. Oh my God. So my sister's kid, Olivia, um, is afraid of a lot of things. She's afraid of flies. And so, when they were on the paddle boat this weekend on the lake, she was flipping out out there. And my sister's like, there's a fly. She's like screaming, crying on the paddle boat out. <laughs> and then when she came back, she didn't want to go deep in the water because she was afraid of it. And I saw her hear my sister. She was like, Olivia, the fish are not trying to get you. The flies are not trying to get you. Not everything is trying to get you. You are fine. <laughs> we're just like, 
<laughs> it's so funny, like what goes on in their minds, I you know? Know. I know? I was painting a lot with Marcus this weekend because we didn't have the iPad. We haven't had an iPad in like five days, which has been amazing. Um, so we were painting. And then yesterday he just like gave up on me like halfway, like through painting. And so Art comes up and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I've just been painting for 45 <laughs> minutes just by myself. Like I painted some ducks and like this barn with a horse and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. It just, it was really calming. You know, yeah. I, I was totally thinking about like, oh, I should like make more food to prep for the week or I should clean more things. And I was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here and paint. It was raining outside anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's quite calming. I think I'm going to get an adult coloring book or something. Oh, I have an adult coloring book. I just haven't used it because every time I go to use it, I'm like, there's so many other things I could be doing right now. Yeah, God. it's hard to just like sit. It chill. is, which is the benefit of it, right? Like you should sit and not think about things sometimes. It's very hard. Yeah. And then like every 15 minutes, I'm like, are your pants dry? I'm like yelling downstairs like to Art and Marcus, are your pants dry? Are you keeping your pants dry? It's party training. So, okay. Today we are diving into, this is going to be kind of, we'll try to keep it, you know, short, but it's going to be very informative and educational. And we are diving into ingredients. There might be lots of big words. Mm-hmm. So please don't hold it against us. If we, For me, for sure, fuck some of them up. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yes. But we're talking about ingredients that are banned in other countries, uh, but allowed here in the US, which is not cool, right? Um, and some of these are known carcinogens, like endotoxins. They can mess with our genes, inflammation, mood disorders, behavioral disorders, all kinds of stuff. Um, and so that's what we're going to dive into today. We have another podcast coming up on Wednesday where we interview the CEO of Malk, which was really cool. So Malk is plant-based uh, milks. They do almond and oat milk, but they're three to five ingredients. And you know, he was talking a lot just about like why consumer, uh, or not consumer, um, why like the, the food industry utilizes so many different additives and preservatives and ingredients, right? And it's to make things shelf stable. Um, and which there was a need for this many, many years ago, like when, you know, they started uh, creating some of these shelf stable products, like there was a need for that, right? We're thankful for some of these things. If you think about like our military, um, you know, and just different times where food has been scarce, uh, then it's nice that you at least have, you know, some alternatives to get some sort of uh, energy in, in terms of, you know, calories and such. But now it's become so prevalent that most people consume way too many of these things and not enough of the one ingredient whole foods, which is what you know we preach for a healthy lifestyle and to give your body the nutrients it needs. And so I'll just say before we dive into this, I mean, there's a balance to everything, right? We're not going to say that you're going to avoid all of these things. You never will. We're not going to say that you should um, you know, never have little treats here nor there or give your kids certain experiences. But I think it's for you to Basically, you know, be aware and the more that you know, the better that you can do, right? And you can start to make some swaps. Um, And some of these swaps do not even have to be more expensive, by the way. Mm. Um, I read a lot of labels now in the store and I was, you know, actually yesterday just looking at like nut thins compared to simple mills. Okay, well, nut thins are $2.99. Simple mills is like $5.99. You know, in that situation, I went with the regular nut thins, sea salted, it's fine. And I don't need to, I save three bucks. But most of the time, people aren't even looking at these, you know, things to kind of compare um, yogurts, mayonnaise, condiments, all the things, uh, you know, in the stores, we would highly encourage you to, as Monk says, turn it around and look at the ingredients, look at the labels, just because the front says something doesn't necessarily mean that is the majority of what's in the product or that there's not a bunch of other junk in the product. Yeah. And and there's, you know, this movement in the world of like, oh, processed foods are not that bad for you. Like you can eat a piece of bread. You can have some chocolate, like chill the F out. Well, here's the thing. 
it's an accumulation effect. Okay. And unfortunately in isolation, sure. These things are bad. A piece of bread, not that bad for you in isolation. But when you think about your entire week, month, year of consumption, and you have environmental toxins that are surrounding you, you maybe aren't utilizing like quality beauty products yet. You have exposure to mold somewhere. You might be working in a factory or been in a factory or close to one at some point. And then on top of that, you're consuming all of these different foods that again, in isolation are not that bad for you, but it is the accumulation effect on our body, on our liver, on everything that our body has to deal with that it comes in contact with that becomes the problem. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, not that bad, but then it turns into a lot. And that is why we want to inform you on all of the things that we're going to go about to list right now so that you can pick and choose which ones maybe are more worth it to swap out. And what I usually look at is like, If I am consuming any of these on the regular, I should probably consume better alternatives. If I use shampoo and body wash every day, I am going to pick alternatives that are better. And so evaluate, like if you eat fish once every three months, don't get so hung up on the fact that we're about to talk talk about that farm-raised salmon are not great. Like you eat them once every three to four months. It's not hitting you that hard. But if you eat salmon once a week, okay, Now we have a different story. So again, it is the accumulation effect. And I would also not give companies as big of a benefit of the doubt when Liz mentioned that we needed shelf stable. Yes, we do. Shelf stable is also much more profitable. It is allowing them to make more money. It is allowing, we learned from Malk, which you'll hear more about on Wednesday. Um, We learned that like, obviously, if you want to get into coffee shops, you can't have your things be as much refrigerated because it's harder for them to store it. Um, So it's just a lot of things that you learn what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting. I mean, just working at Target, you know, I was uh, sharing with him after he was talking about how they can't get into certain stores more than like you get one time a year, basically, uh, to be able to get in on the reset uh, in the stores because stores, I mean down to every square inch of that store, they know their profitability. End caps, I mean, the margin on end caps and I mean, it's just absolutely insane, right? Um, when they w- when we would shift products to the end caps and maybe something would go on sale, mm-hmm. how it would fly off. And so, you know, we had, I don't, I'm forgetting the acronym so down because it's been so long ago, but end caps were a huge focus uh, because that's what people see and they're passing by and it's like, oh, throw it into the cart. Uh-huh. Um, the marketing for the kids and how they, you know, set things, to be at their eye level as well is, you know, huge. And so there's so much that it's really, really cool. Like the planning and, um, you know, how they, uh, you know, just place things, product placement. That's the word I was looking for. Beck and I are both tired today. I had a crazy workout this morning and it was super, super hot. I was like swinging around sweat everywhere. And like at one point I was like, I'm either going to just like pass out or like get a really severe headache and got the headache. I have not slept well for the past four nights and it's catching up to me. We were in Michigan and we had all of our family in one room. So Taylor was in the closet. Thank goodness. We had a fan in there because she was like hot boxing herself. I think it was so it was like, oh, but she had a fan in there. Carson was on an inflatable bed next to me. And then Nick and I were in a king size bed, which was nice. But like, it's just not my bed. It was hot in the room. I had I just did not sleep well for three nights in a row. And then last night I was like so excited to be in my bed. As soon as I fell into that sleep, that initial like good sleep, 
my fucking dog starts barking because he sees the fireworks outside and then he kept barking and then I was awake and then it started storming and I was more awake and I feel like I got three hours of sleep and I am very tired today. We did not see one firework. Ugh, we were gosh. in bed both nights like 9, 9.30. I mean, I heard them all, but I didn't well, see the any thing. of them. I heard them. Um, and then obviously there was the terrible shooting here in Illinois mm-hmm. and so a lot of things around us got canceled. Just heartbreaking. I mean, just to read, I was reading the story about the father, you know, putting in his kids into the dumpster and everything and just... Oh my gosh. It just makes you sick to your stomach, yeah. you know? And I, I was texting Becca um, because, I mean, guys, this is close to us. This is like an hour and 20 minutes of closer to you than me. Oh, I have a lot of friends that I grew I PFT, the gym that we used to work at, is in Highland Park. Mm. Um, and I have multiple friends from high school. I used to be in Highland Park all the time when I was growing up. So it's just... And it's a beautiful community. It's such a... Mm-hmm. It's a nice area, like a mm-hmm. very affluent area. Um, I'm really curious to hear what comes out about the shooter. I'm very curious because yeah. he... Not going to say anything about him. He just doesn't look like a very good person. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Well, I mean, he, I think he's still on the run. I, I no, they caught him. Is. Oh, they did. They catch caught him, him last night. Yeah, oh, they caught him. Um, so very curious to hear what comes out more about it. But the yeah. guy that um, so the Aldi near my house got robbed like a week ago Thursday, and uh, he's still on the run. Really? Mm-hmm. They have they identified him from the cameras and everything. He wasn't armed, but um, you know, it's just. It's, I think we're going to see more and more of this. I mean, people. There was are another just, shooting in Philadelphia. You saw that one last mm-hmm. night in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, I hate to say this. Fourth of July parade, like parades, mm-hmm. are probably very susceptible because there's no like no one's checking people for firearms. No, like there, you know, there's just less security at those. Mm-hmm. And well, I, you know, yeah. they're in highly like lots of buildings, lots of coverings, mm-hmm. and like it's so sad that we have to think about. Oh, I'm afraid to go out in public, mm-hmm. but that's the world that we live in right now. Unfortunately, because yeah. people are crazy. Yeah, no, I was at the grocery store yesterday and I was like, I mean, I just feel anymore like I want to get in and get out, get home mm-hmm. as fast as I possibly can. I mean, just you just don't know. I mean, one of the things that we were talking about is like we live close to the highway, right? And mm-hmm. so um, you know, that's a concern and it's terrifying that you even have to think of that. Like the path that we walk, you know, I so I'll just be honest, like I'm have no shame in saying this. I have my concealed carry. And so maybe it's not that I'm carrying uh, you know, a gun, but I might have, you know, something with me, uh, on me just to some form of protection, mm-hmm. right? Because you just don't know. I took a women's defense class here recently and they were talking about a lot of the things that happen when people get attacked is, you know, on some of these trails, these nature, you know, mm-hmm. preserves, forests and whatnot, because they're not patrolled. Um, and it's just, it's so, so scary. So I don't obviously walk at nighttime or anything like that. I, um, have been getting all my 75 hard walks in early in the morning and wear my bulletproof vest for my weighted vest. Um, but anyways, we got super off topic guys. We did. We're going to start back. Ingredients. Good God. Okay. Number one, farmery salmon. I mentioned the salmon. So we understand people in the U S love salmon. It's like one of the only fish that I think people enjoy here. Um, I eat a lot of cod and I eat a lot of uh, tilapia and sea bass is delicious as well. But I think salmon's probably like the most common because salmon's touted for its health benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, farm-raised salmon available in America is fed asta- asta- I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Astaxanthin. A-S. It basically is a color enhancer. So it enhances the coral color that you like to see with salmon because salmon containing this petrochemical is banned in consumption in Australia and New Zealand. Farmed salmon are fed an unnatural diet. They're given grains. Fish shouldn't eat grains. There's no 
you know, yeah. grains are not in the, in the rivers and the oceans and the lakes. And they are also given antibiotics and other drugs, which turn them to a grayish color. But unfortunately, people don't want to buy gray-colored salmon. Ew. That sounds disgusting. And that usually indicates like this has gone bad. And so you see that pink, that coral color, and that's what they're given in these farm communities, these mm-hmm. farm-raised salmon, so that basically they artificially change the salmon's flesh to be that desired fresh color. Mm-hmm. That like pink reddish like mm-hmm. hue that you have. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I buy the wild Alaskan salmon uh, burgers from Costco, and then sometimes when it's on sale, we'll buy it. But I mean, it is way more expensive to get the wild caught stuff. And so I understand, again, people vote with their dollars, right? And so oftentimes you just grab whatever, you know, looks good. You don't think about these things. But same thing when it comes to like dairy and, you know, other uh, animal sources in terms of like beef or chicken or whatever, they're given different hormones and antibiotics, right? To beef them up so that we can make more profit on the animal. And in turn, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, a lot of those things get to us because it's in the meat. It's stored in the fat of the meat. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. okay. So milk in the United States, unless it is marked otherwise, is treated with either RBST or RBGH, which are artificial hormones that stimulate milk production. What I just said, I didn't time that uh, intentionally, but here we are. Um, the FDA said that there's no difference in the milk uh, produced by cows treated with the hormones, but countries like Canada and other countries in the European Union ban it. So opponents of RBGH uh, contend that milk from treated cows has higher levels of growth hormone than milk from non-treated cows. So studies, though, have shown this to be true, and the FDA says that there's no evidence of biologically active growth hormone being absorbed by humans. In other words, RBGH appears at higher levels in milk from treated cows, and the FDA is not convinced that it has any effect on humans who drink it. No evidence. We don't want to spend the money to research it, basically. Yeah. This is the really frustrating part with a lot of this is when there is no evidence to support it, they can say there is no evidence to support that that basically we haven't done the studies. So we're going to say there's no evidence to support this claim. They don't want to pay for that research because that would make their profits go down if that showed it was detrimental by human consumption. So Regardless of whose scientific analysis is ultimately correct, Canada and Europe have taken a markedly more cautious approach to bovine growth hormone, which is what the BGH is. Um, They've banned it entirely, and they argue that the FDA is not looking close enough at the facts. So Canadian and European regulators found that the FDA completely failed to consider a study that showed how the increased IGF-1 in RBGH milk could survive digestion and make its way into the intestines and bloodstream of consumers. IGF-1 occurs naturally in both cattle and humans. It's not bad. IGF-1 is not a bad thing. It's growth growth hormone. Um, But high amounts of it can cause increased risk of some cancers, especially breast cancer. Um, So additionally, after RBGH was approved in 1993, the FDA ignored appeals from consumers, food safety organizations, and scientists to reverse its approval of the hormone or to even require labeling of foods containing RBGH. So today, RBGH-free labeling is allowed, but the package must also include a disclaimer stating the FDA finds no difference between it. So basically, the FDA is, what's what's the saying? I'm thinking of a saying of um, basically the concept of like, if you don't see it, didn't happen type Mm -hmm. thing. That's how the FDA is treating this. Sweep it under the rug. 
Hey guys, have you noticed that we don't run any ads on this show? That's because we want you to have a great listening experience, but we do want to ask for one thing in return. If you know anybody who can benefit from this podcast, please share it with them, message it to them, tag them in a post, take a screenshot and share this, share it in your stories, share it wherever you share stuff with the world and the people that you care most about. We want to provide as much value as possible to as many as possible. So we would greatly appreciate that. Now let's get back to the show. Mm -hmm. Type thing, right? Yeah. So anyways, um, okay. So we're going to talk now about some sodas, sports drinks, and even the pregnancy glucose drink. Mm. I was reading this to Becca earlier, and it just makes me so angry. It makes my skin boil. Um, but these things uh, contain a citrus-flavored, uh, or sorry, citrus-flavored soft drinks um, contain brominated vegetable oil, BVO. And this is an emulsifier, but it is banned in Japan and European Union, again, because it contains bromine, what we just talked about, right? And the element found in the brominated flame, retardants. That's disgusting that this is stuff that people are ingesting. Like, think about somebody who's drinking two, three, four cans of Mountain Dew mm-hmm. or Gatorade or, you know, all of these other sugary sodas if we've got brominated vegetable oil, right? And so the risk here is that it can build up into the body and potentially lead to memory loss as well as skin and nerve problems. To me, this also signifies, you know, inflammation. Like, the body doesn't mm-hmm. recognize these things, right? Yep. Um, and it can also lead to hypothyroidism, autoimmune disease, and cancer. So, it is a carcinogen. Uh, so, the more you know, again, the better that you can do. We're not saying that you're never going to have a Gatorade, right? You're never going to have a diet soda or a Mountain Dew or something like that. Uh, but the, ang- the thing that's angering to me about this is that it's found in the pregnancy glucose drink. So, when I am pregnant and I am producing another human, I'm now ingesting for a test, brominated vegetable oil, which has known side effects. Mm. How is that impacting my baby? They don't know. You can't really do much research on pregnant women. It's unethical. So there is a lot of, there is no research to support this. So we're going to, and to their defense, I will say, especially in pregnancy with claims that they have, it is like beyond the safer side. You know, there is no research that shows whey protein is safe during pregnancy. So we're going to, you know, but again, how about some research to show the effect of like hot Cheetos and Coca-Cola on women with pregnancy? Like (laughs) there's so many poor eating habits during pregnancy. And I usually, my claim for women is like, if you were consuming it before you got pregnant, other than alcohol, (laughs) you are likely fine. If your body feels fine consuming it obviously use everything in moderation, but there's just, it's just annoying with pregnancy. I mean, on the other hand here, like the research is there to show that when you're, you know, consuming a low protein diet, it's very Mm. detrimental for the baby. Completely. Right. Like anything less than a hundred grams, which is minimum, uh, is not great. It can set your child up for type two diabetes, blood sugar issues, all kinds of things. I mean, I'll take the whey protein over Oh yeah, hot Cheetos and soda any day. Me too. Me right, too. even caffeine free. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's keep going. All right, so meat. So meat with ractopamine. In the U.S., farmers use this to increase the muscle growth in livestock, including in forty to sixty percent of American pigs. So your bacon, pork chops, everything pork. Um, it is also found in beef and turkey. So 160 nations, including the European Union, Russia, and China, ban the use of the drug in meat production because there are known risks with heart issues. So again, the European Union does a lot better protecting their population than we do when it comes to food and ingredients and beauty products and a lot of things that mm-hmm. we... the Not a big fan of the FDA. I'll say that. 
Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan. They, uh, their regulations are not super, super strict. And that FDA approved stamp don't mean much. Yeah. I mean, why don't we put, you know, the ingredients list and then put side effects or potential Ooh, side effects? That would be really helpful for consumers. Yeah, that would be really good. So like when we get into what we're gonna talk about next, like all of the different dyes, mm. nobody knows what the hell red 40 means. Yellow one, you know, blue five, yellow five, yellow six. Nobody knows what these things are, mm-hmm. right? Or the, you know, side effects, but there's a lot of side effects. And then more and more people are starting to talk about this in terms of the dyes. But, you know, for Beck and I, we've been researching a lot of this too, just because of you know, having toddlers. Like I want to know what, you know, is not helping my child with his temper tantrums and his behavior. And, and mm-hmm. very distinctly, I think I shared this on one of the podcasts recently, but um, this has probably been like a month and a half ago. So now I got him on uh, on a Friday from school and there was a birthday party there. And so he got, you know, a cupcake to bring home and the icing was blue icing. And about an hour later, it was like a totally different child. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it has to be the dyes and that icing because he can have sugar and he does not act that way. You know, same thing with my sister-in-law's kid, Charlie. She's like, I have noticed a considerable difference when he consumes dyes and when he does not. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't paid so much. I I really try to control as much as possible what Carson consumes other than what he gets from his neighbor friends and all of, you know, I try not to be that mom. Um, That's like, you can't eat that even though every other child is eating that right now. Um, He's not even four. So, you know, it's just tough, but yeah, the dyes in particular, especially with children, very very noticeable differences um so let's dive in where are they what are they what are the side effects what do they do what are the side effects so we're going to talk about red 40 yellow five and six and blue one um obviously there are other things out there but we want to you know be mindful of everybody's time today so you're going to find these things in you know candies right Uh, things like skittles um you will find some of these things in like little little debbies like swiss rolls i never really was a fan of those um but the overarching thing here is that there is a risk for you know effects on activity and attention so just for example um like little debbie right it's pretty popular in the united States, but it has yellow five and red 40. Um, and so they are now permitted in the European Union, uh, but they have to carry warnings that they cause adverse effects in children. There's that labeling I think we should have here, right? They're also banned in foods for infants and young children. No such warning is required domestically. So Norway and Austria have banned the chocolate treats completely outright. Like any little Debbie, they've banned those things outright. And I actually saw, and I'll have to put this uh, post in the show notes, if I can find it again on Instagram, it was really cool. It was a comparison of like the little Debbie's. She had Doritos, she had Skittles, she had a bunch of different processed foods, even Snickers. Uh, And she compared the United States and what's allowed here in these products to other countries. And she highlighted the differences. And what you'll notice is that they do not carry a lot of these ingredients that we're talking about in those other countries. They're made completely different. And so that Mm -hmm. makes me wonder from a manufacturer standpoint, why do you continue to put these things in the U.S. products, but not in other countries? It's probably, again, a profit thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? But I'm sure the taste is a little bit different uh, there. But then when we're looking at various candies, so we'll just give Skittles, right? Taste the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that there's obviously food dyes in that because they're all different kind of colors, but you'll find the yellow five, yellow six, red 40, right? Um, these have adverse effects on young children. It is known. Um, and so... You know, you also want to know that besides the artificial, you know, dyes here, there is another ingredient uh, called titanium dioxide. 
Um, and this is again going to be in other things like Starburst. It could be baked goods, you know, the icings, soups, broth, sauces, and sandwich spreads even. Um, and the purpose again is to color things differently, similar to food dyes. And the risk are that they are genotoxin. So they can be carcinogenic and they can, you know, have cancerous effects. So it even, you know, goes beyond just looking at removing some of the dyes. Well, if they're coloring it and it's artificial, what is it replaced with? Titanium mm. dioxide. Yep. Yep. Same with Gatorade. So the sports drink, obviously, that most children will consume um, also contains yellow five and yellow six. And these artificial colors are banned in foods for infants and children in the European Union. Again, must carry warnings on all other products there. Um, completely banned in Norway and Austria. And so like, again, so many of things, these things that we give to our children um, and it is the accumulation effect over the course of their life. We need to be better at being aware of what's in these things. Anyone that likes Arby's, I'm not going to lie. I like Arby's. Mm-hmm. I, love I will say of fast food restaurants, Arby's might be top two or three. I used to get it a lot in college. I haven't had fast food. And I, I haven't either. We had actually to, st- we had to stop twice this weekend on the way to Michigan, once on the way up and once on the way down. And we stopped at McDonald's both times for fucking Carson and the things you do sometimes for car trips. Um, but the way up there, I got a Southwest chicken salad, which was like the most unsatisfying thing ever. It was like 250 calories and it was romaine lettuce and chicken. And that was it basically. Um, and on the way back, I was like, I'm not even getting McDonald's. I just, and so I had luckily had a yogurt and some peanut butter in the car with me, but you didn't want to eat a cheeseburger that can last on your shelf for Don't years? get me wrong. McDonald's is fucking delicious. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. The French fries are delicious. It's sm- the smell. You walk into a McDonald's and you just mm-hmm. know it's McDonald's. It just, it is addictive. Mm-hmm. That is the intent. McDonald's has done a very good job of this, but I feel like garbage when I eat McDonald's or any fast food for that matter. So no, I chose against it. But anyways, back to Arby's. Arby's sourdough breakfast bread, croissant and French toast sticks. I love French toast sticks. Um, the fast food chain uses a chemical, azodicarbonamide. Probably butchered that one too. That's, That's okay. Basically, it's a whitening agent and a dough conditioner. It's baked. It's in baked goods. And although its use is decreasing in the United States because of concerns that it is a carcinogen, the FDA still permits it. It is banned in Europe. So it is found in frozen dinners. It is found in pasta mixes, buns, packaged baked goods. Like I said, respiratory issues and carcinogen. Here's the thing with carcinogens. When it's said to be a known carcinogen or potential carcinogen, again, we get back to the accumulation effect. We get back to the when all of these things are consumed across the course of our lifespan in small doses, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it might be, it is an accumulation effect on the body that could drive genetic influence to uptick cancerous cells, growth of cancers, things that we don't want. Yeah. And like somebody might be saying, well, I don't, you know, eat Arby's, so I'm fine. I'm free and clear of this. Well, it's also found in, as Becca mentioned, the frozen dinners, pasta mixes, buns, packaged baked goods. So what I would evaluate is how many times a week are you utilizing some of these things? Some people use frozen dinners for convenience, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's quick and easy. Lean Cuisine, for example, I did a lot of those or smart ones, you know, when I was uh, in college uh, before I knew any better. Pasta mixes. It's summer. Like I remember what we ate, 
you know, when I was growing up and even in my college years, like summertime, it was like the boxed pasta kit, right? It was really easy to throw together. It already had all the um, seasonings and mm-hmm. everything in it. And then you think about it, having a hamburger with a bun, right? And then any other baked goods that maybe you baked. Okay, so over the course of the week, you maybe have four or five exposures to these things outside of everything else that we're even talking about. And so that's what we want to drive home today is like, again, you're going to have these things sometimes. Now you make me want to have one of those RB beef sandwiches. The beef and cheddar is so good. I love that. And they have their curly fries. Oh, the best. I found them in the frozen section. Yeah. We get um, like RB imitation sometimes. Like there's certain, like Alexia and other brands have mm-hmm. like similar seasoned type mm-hmm. fries because it's the seasoning for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I loved in college checkers checkers had really good fries mm-hmm. and their burgers were good too yep yeah i my dad loved hardy's i don't know if you ever heard hardy's. Oh, yeah that's a southern that's like a southern yeah it's gross midwest thing it, well yeah. then i think it be they rebranded into like rally jr or something who was trying mm-hmm. to be kind of like a checkers yep um whatever oh my gosh so i just have to share the story so <laughs> i am the youngest of six and i distinctly remember my so both of my brothers played basketball um, for a small town called Tri-City. And I remember one night after one of their basketball games, we went to Hardee's. And my dad, I love my dad, but he definitely has, you know, some of his downfalls. And his rule was that everybody got a 99 cent sandwich. And looking back now, I'm like, dad, how could you not get your boys that just finished a basketball game more than one 99 cent sandwich? <laughs> so anyways, um, somehow, I don't know if we had like a coupon for like a free soda or what, but I ended up getting a Sprite and I was so excited that I could have this Sprite. And sure enough, when I went to the bathroom, both of my brothers thought that it was funny to mess with me and put a bunch of pepper in my Sprite. Oh, uh, they were always like teasing oh, me, you know, baby sister or whatever. And so I just remember like this was before you had like the fountain drinks. You had to actually go back up uh-huh. and I had to show this lady like, I'm really sorry, but could I have a new one? Because my brothers put pepper in my Sprite. We still joke about it to this day, like how much <laughs> they used to tease me and give me shit for things. But anyways, okay. On to one of my favorite products as a child, Frosted Flakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Honey Bunches of Oats. I love Honey Bunches of Oats. I used to eat that so much in college. Yeah. Um, and Rice Krispies. So these are popular breakfast cereals, right? But they contain BHT, a flavor enhancer, which has long been studied for its potential, again, carcinogenic properties. It is banned in Japan and, again, the European Union. Then we look at Coffee Mate, which is absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um my dad used to pour that in. He likes it white. Oh, God. So gross. Anyways, um, this contains trans fats. So it actually has hydrogenated soybean and cottonseed oils. Coffee made is linked to heart disease and was officially banned in the U.S. as of June 18, 2018. However, they still linger in the U.S. food supply. So you still see coffee mate in some stores. I have noticed that, you know, I started been looking, you know, since I read this article uh, a few months back. I don't see it in all stores the way that I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coffee Mate is banned in many other countries, including Switzerland, Austria, Hungary, Iceland, Norway, and Denmark. If you're using Coffee Mate, you, if you still have this shelf-stable disgustingness in your house, throw it out. Yep. Oh, gosh. So many things. Stovetop stuffings. So and good. Pillsbury pie crust. So good, though. Yes. And here's the thing, guys. Obviously, like Liz and I have consumed these products. We are not all high and mighty. Like... Yes, they taste good. They're addictive. We get it. They also are not good for you. They have a lot of shit in them that we should not be consuming regularly. So you can make stuffing in just five minutes with the craft product of the stovetop stuffing. But the mix contains preservatives BHA and BHT, which are suspected to be carcinogenic and impair blood clotting. This has caused the preservatives to be banned in the United Kingdom, Japan, and European countries. Again, 
the European countries and Japan seem to just be much more careful with their client, with their, you know, population and the people that exist in those countries. Um, wheat thins, one of my favorites when I was pregnant, wheat thins mm-hmm. and deli turkey. I know you're not supposed to consume deli turkey. You can F off. I ate lots of deli turkey when I was pregnant. Um, but wheat thins to add freshness to the package. Nabisco adds BHT again, chemicals banned. United Kingdom, Japan, parts of Europe, like we just talked about. Wheat Research. Th- wheat thins also have sugar added to they them. They do, especially the reduced fat ones. Mm-hmm. They add sugar for, I mean, you get it. They are a little sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, what makes people addicted to food? Sugar. Salt and fat. Yes, salt, fat, and sugar. So you get all three of that, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, you got the reduced fat, so then you got the sugar. You can um, just keep eating those wheat thins, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of you, though. You got the rice crackers. I did. I totally changed my cracker game. Mm-hmm. I get them from Thrive Market now. Yes. Um. All right. So... Pop-Tarts, we've talked about this uh, before. We won't dial this home, but they do have food dyes in them. Basically, anything that you are seeing that's artificially colored is going to have food dyes, right? So look at the ingredients. Read the labels. Um, Farmer John pork sausage. Uh, So this uses a flavor enhancer, again, BHT. Um, Then we look at other things like bread that is tainted. This is disgusting. Uh, Potassium bromate. Potassium bromate is added to packaged baked goods and bread dough as a strengthener that creates a higher rise, reduces baking time, and reduces cost, right? Because it Mm -hmm. makes a bigger loaf of bread. Um, It also gives finished loaves a bright white color. But the chemical is linked to cancer, nervous system damage, and kidney damage. So potassium bromate is banned in the United Kingdom, Canada, Peru, and many other countries. However, it's still allowed here in many bread products, including bagels, chips, rolls, and even breadcrumbs. Tostitos salsa con queso dip. Please do not buy queso dip that is on the shelf. Please. It's disgusting. Anything that's dairy that's shelf stable is questionable to me. Yeah, same. So the bright color of this cone queso dip is, again, yellow five and yellow six. Um, Then we got Ritz crackers. Again, freaking love Ritz crackers. They're delicious. No one makes them like Ritz. I have tried many other brands, especially like the home Meyer brand, whatever. No one makes them like Ritz. I do love the Annie's. Annie's has peanut butter cracker little ones for the kids. That's what I get. Um, But Nabitsko Ritz is the third leading cracker brand in the U.S. I wonder which the top two are. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. It's namesake. Namesake cracker contains partially hydrogenated cottonseed oil, which is a trans fat, which are horrible for you. Currently banned in many other countries, Switzerland, Australia. I'm sorry. Switzerland, Austria, Hungary, Iceland, Norway, and Denmark. And can we look at maybe how much healthier those populations are? They protect their people. Okay, I got it. The top one is Sunshine Cheez-Its. The second one is Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. Oh, they consider those crackers? Okay. Mm. I wouldn't consider Cheez-Its or Goldfish. I mean, they're a cracker, but I wouldn't consider them like a cracker in the way that Ritz crackers are crackers. Well, then you have... So this is by actual like crackers. So then number three is the Ritz crackers. Then number four is Triscuits. Number five is Wheat Thins. Number six Mm -hmm. is the Keebler Club. Yep. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Pillsbury biscuits. The Pillsbury Doughboys biscuits make it simple to have freshly baked bread in minutes. However, they contain trans fats, partially hydrogenated soybean oil. Again, not good. Not good to have in foods. It's in a lot of foods too. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of foods. Well, and it's linked to inflammation, heart disease, you know, gut dysfunction, all Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, So let's look at Petty Crocker, the fudge brownie mix. Mm -hmm. Mm, One of my favorites as well. Uh, I like the Simple Mills brownie mix. That one is really good. Um, And we get it. Like brownie mixes make things so easy, right? You add your oil, you add your eggs, you add some water sometimes. But when you look at the ingredients, 
you're going to see a lot of them contain these hydrogenated soybean or cottonseed oils, right? Trans fats were banned uh, in the US, but still some of them remain. So this is very interesting because when you look at other countries, they don't allow any of these products, like any of these hydrogenated oils, like everything has to be, I believe, um, from what I understand, at least talking to my sister in Denmark, like they don't have any of this stuff. Like if you look at the ingredients, um, none of it's going to be your soybean, your cottonseed, your uh, corn, your vegetable, things like that. So um, most of it's just like butter and like yeah. actual well, I'm sure they have yeah. some like margin and like shortening season and stuff. So if you do like, you know, brownie mix, again, I like the Simple Mills one. There was another brand that I found. I'm blanking on the name from Thrive Market. We can put a link in the show notes. Thrive has a lot of really great alternatives to a lot of processed things. So, you know, in stores, sometimes you can find them. Sometimes you can't. Like the Simple Mills products, you see those in a lot of stores. But as we talked about earlier in the podcast, the stores also have to make money to carry these things, right, in the stores. They have to know that it's going to sell. And some of these smaller brands that are, you know, individual, like family-owned or women-owned or whatever, we get those from Thrive. And it's just been fantastic because I found a lot of alternatives, especially to give to Marcus, even with like ice cream and, mm-hmm. you know, fruit snacks, all kinds of stuff. Yep, absolutely. Um, we love Thrive Market. And so finally, the dreaded high fructose corn syrup. So this is a sweetener, obviously. It's made from pure fructose and sugar, and it is linked to a variety of ailments like obesity and type 2 diabetes. It's found in everything from beverages to cereals to ice cream to make things even sweeter. It is not specifically banned in any country, um, but the UK and some European countries have restricted the products and placed them under quota limitations. Here's where I'm at. Can we get some moderation with things? Like, can we say you can only eat a couple of these? How do we limit things? Because that is where a lot of this problem comes from is, again, overconsumption of things. I love me some Oreos. I love me some of these foods. I will eat them in very small quantities on occasion. If you are having things on the daily, you need to evaluate how much am I actually putting in my body and making it tolerate and process and utilize. It's just, it becomes a lot, guys. And that's why we wanted to go over all these things because I think, unfortunately, we just do not look at labels. We were talking with the podcast that will come out Wednesday. It's like, can we get a store that only shows labels? No front products, no covers of products, no advertising. Show me what's in the product. That's how you buy things. Mm -hmm. Here's what's in the ingredient list. That's all you get to see. Yeah. And again, we're not saying that you should take away experiences. Of course, if you're going on vacation, right, there's going to be unique times. I actually was chatting with a client earlier this morning and she was talking about just like weekend. And I'm like, listen, when we think about weekends, we think about trips, we think about, uh, you know, special like holidays, because this was today's July 5th as we're recording this, like one day of the year is 0.0027% of your entire year. If you're off track three or four days of the year, like let's say you just totally blew it, you ate all your favorite things, like that's not, that's less than 1% of your year still. Like if you're doing, you know, four uh, days a year or something, and we're not saying that you have to be perfect the other 361 days, but again, it's the accumulation of how these things add up. And then more, I just keep saying the more you know, the better that you can do. And especially for our kids, right? Like looking at those food additives and like the colorings, like they're related to neurobehavioral effects, negative neurobehavioral effects. So there was actually um, uh, a research uh, person that 
there was actually a research uh, article done that showed that um, Dr. Feingold, I think is his name, hypothesized in 1975 that artificial coloring present in foods may contribute to hyperactivity in some children. Then we also look at like environmental factors. So the food colors are derived from petroleum and they're commonly found in food markets, right? And all of those things for our kids, even vitamins freaking crazy Flintstone vitamins, right? Um, But they're all carcinogens. They they're known carcinogens. So again, the more, you know, the better you can do start to make some of these swaps, start to think about, you know, some of the choices that you're making when you're at the supermarket. Obviously we recommend shopping the perimeter of the store, right? Um, Feeding your kids as many one ingredient whole foods as they will tolerate better alternatives. Marcus told me that he ate broccoli the other day at school. And I said, Oh, that's great. We always joke with Carson whenever he wants we'll to like, go get home. ice cream. He's we're like, are we? In, you want to go to the broccoli store? He's like, no, you're just joking. <laughs> well, he like Marcus has like stopped eating like any vegetable at home, and so I'm like, what? What is going on? And then I do see at school that he eats some of these things. Carson told me he tried a cucumber the other day. That was like the highlight of my week. Marcus actually loves cucumbers. He didn't like it. No. He tried it though. Yeah, he loves them with salt on them. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cause we were at, uh, 4th of July, we went to my in-laws and so she made always, uh, makes such a great, uh, you know, spread and Marcus loves her cooking cause she makes some wild caught salmon. She's mm-hmm. very particular with the sourcing of her fish, which I, I appreciate. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, the garden is growing and so there's lots of cucumbers and they're actually not like bitter this year. So he was eating that. He loves shrimp. He loves some other things, um, you know, that she makes, but I, I can't get him to eat. Like I even got him those dinosaur, Broccoli bites or whatever from Thrive that you guys get mm-hmm. to. You Taylor touch loves them. those. Taylor mm-hmm. loves the spinach ones. Carson won't try new things, which is very frustrating. Yeah, he but won't even try them. I just keep trying. I just yep. put it on his plate. I say try one bite, um, and then I, I do try to like reward him with something. Uh, we can go outside, or we can you know do yeah. this or that, whatever. But, anyways, so we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, let us know. Send us a message, share it out, uh, tag us in the show notes uh, or (laughs) tag us on Instagram, Facebook, and then we'll link some of these things out that we talked about uh, in the show notes as well. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.